Hey, welcome back everybody. This is Rochelle Austin with Spades and Salt. Um, those of you that don't know, the reason why I chose Spades and Salt as the name of this podcast and kind of really what I center um, my entrepreneurial journey around journey around is because really um, coming into Spades means abundance. And I really think that comes through both the hardships and through the successes. And those of you that are along the path to success, you guys know that there are bumps in the road. Um, uh, I come from a rural area and honestly, our roads are not the best. I mean, there, I saw a, a post on Facebook that somebody said, and like, I'm so glad there wasn't a police officer behind me because they probably thought I was high or drunk, but really they were just trying to avoid the potholes. And if you do hit one, you'll probably need an alignment. So <laughs> it just kind of happens that way. And it kind of just feels like the teeth are going to rattle out of your head. But I think that is, uh, you know, for the most part, it is smooth sailing, but some of the times we are weaving and we're swerving and we're hitting the potholes and but we're we're keep going forward and that's really something that i've struggled with over the last um probably month and a half um i had some crazy stuff you know life happens to all of us but um i had some you know i'm gonna get a little vulnerable from for you guys um and just kind of tell you some things that have happened and so i hope you just kind of bear with me but really there is impact in the story and i hope that it helps you in a huge way um but you know there's a couple of things that really punched me in the face uh, emotionally. And I think when we're in an emotionally tough spot, you know, we tend to not work as well. And we have to try to find things that kind of buoy us up and to get us out of that place. And so one of the things that I did um, was I read. And I know that sounds very, I mean, it's not productive. I mean, if you're, took, if you're talking about um, income generating activities, like if you're really building your business, you are not reading. Like you're not studying, you're not watching webinars, um, you know, you're not, you're not taking notes on stuff. That is all educational part, which is very, very important for your business. And you absolutely need to do that. Um, but it's not an income generating activity, but I felt like I needed to kind of pull myself back from that part of my business and really just feed my soul, feed myself, because I just was not in a good spot where I could give of myself and be able to give back to my business like it deserved and be able to give back, you know, to customers and give back to, you know, business partners like I needed to as well, um, unless I had the proper energy. So I feel, I feel better now. I feel like I'm coming into my right space. But one of the books that I read, funny enough, okay, so I, I do a lot of educational reading, you know, I'm super big, like I read the 10x rule and I have, you know, the 15 invaluable laws of growth from John Maxwell and you had, you know, Grant Cardone and, you know, uh, Brenda Bruchard and of course, Andy Andrews. And I love um, bunch, a bunch of different authors who are just masters of what they do and, and Mel Robbins and, and she, you know, her f five, four, three, two, one rule that I really love and admire. There's so many great things, but I don't want you guys to get overwhelmed by the enormity of the education that exists out there. I would really just focus on the pieces that really match where you are in your life um, and then just kind of go from there. But so the, the inspiration that I got from this and kind of pull it all together was actually from a source that I did not expect. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with Richard Paul Evans. Okay, guys, he is not, he's not what I would consider a mentor or a business leader. I know he does some of that kind of stuff on the side, but really he just writes short story format, not really novels, so to speak, but he writes kind of like feel good, emotional, get down to the core type things. 
um, some spiritual aspects. I mean, he also draws from his own life a lot, um, but he really connects with his readers. So a lot of times, um, for instance, my sister-in-law is a really huge fan of him. Um, it was at a book signing and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my sister-in-law went through a very traumatic experience as a young child. Um, she was sexually abused by her uncle for years. Um, and then when she finally came out about it as an adult and she went through the, the court system with him, her whole family turned on her. I mean, it was absolutely atrocious. And so, but she came out on the other side of that and be able to do victim witness and be able to help. You know, she loves the legal system. And, and all that it does and can help people with. And she's such a great advocate for that. So hard experience and amazing um, outcome as far as that concerns. So she had a lot of pat holes on her side. So, but huge fan of Richard Paul Evans. So she went to a book signing. And anyway, she told him that his works had really helped her during some of her hardest times. So he always asks like, hey, tell me your story. What's going on? And so he tries to get a little bit personal with them. And Granny has to be kind of fast because, you know, huge crowds, a lot of signing to do. But he tries to connect with these few people in every single signing. And he says it in his book, he spiritually connects with somebody or he has these stories that come out of the woodwork on how his books and his stories have really connected with people heart to heart and have changed their lives. And that's what it was for her. So she briefly told him, her story and he says, okay, email me. I want to hear your story. And I don't know if anything will ever happen from that, but that's kind of where he draws his material in from his life and his insights is really connecting one-on-one -on -one with people. And I can tell that he does that based on the things that he um, has written. And so the book, I read a couple of books, but one of them was called The Christmas Box Miracle. And so it's it really goes along basically his his journey as an author right where he started how his Christmas box story which became huge like it's a huge sensation so if you've never read it it's so cute and I won't say cute because that sounds kind of demeaning but it's it's it was a tearjerker you know um and has so much um I don't know, it has spiritual aspects in it. It has a lot of great family aspects in it. It has, you know, the death-life relationship in it and a whole bunch more. But he talks about how that book came to be and where it's taken him since. And so, um, and it talks about the rejection process. Oh my gosh, can you guys believe it? His book, which is an international bestseller, right? He was rejected so many times. You know, he just couldn't find the right publisher. And so... It talks about the things that he went through and he draws on a lot of quotes from there as well. And I'm going to get, get into that. So I was reading this book and a lot of these quotes were just popping out at me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I need to mark that. And I need to, and I was super surprised that I was reading this, this little biography of his, you know, based on his works and, and be able to draw out all of these different aspects that can apply to me. And I think if we are in the right mindset or if we are, I don't know. I think that sometimes we're always in search mode. We're looking for the next thing that's going to get us to where we want to be. You know, what can help us now? What can feed us now? What can change the direction for now? And people are really looking at 2020, the year 2020, as the next big thing. Like, I'm going to blossom this year. I'm going to grow this year. This is my thing. I'm going to be, you know, absolutely amazing. I'm going to be on fire. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to impact people, you know, and I know if you're listening to this, that is your desire. And that's so, so awesome. And, and so, you know, here I am, I've experienced two traumatizing 
you know, um, experiences. Um, and one of them, like I can't really go into detail about it because it's so, so personal. It happened with one of my business partners and one of my best friends. Um, she basically had her sister that made such a, a crazy choice and basically abandoned her, her and her family. Like you would not expect this in a million years. And the circumstances surrounding it was just, I mean, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around all of it, but that is something that impacted her. And guess what happens, guys? When something impacts somebody we care about, guess what? It's a ripple effect. It affects us too. And so I was trying to lift her up and I don't know, I just felt like emotionally I was giving, which I think is a great thing. You know, I was trying to serve her the best that I could, but really she just kind of had to struggle through it and try to figure it out because I couldn't fix that part. I don't know about you, but sometimes we feel like we, we need to try to fix people. I don't know about fixing people, but just try to help fix the situation, ease the situation. And guys, we just, we can't do it. Okay. We, we can't do it. We can help ease the burdens and by golly, I believe in prayer. And I think prayer is a huge part of it. Um, but there's, there's just some things that need that road needs to be walked, right? That road needs to be driven. And at whatever pace it needs to be done, we need to get from wherever we are and we need to start and we need to start walking and we need to start that path. And usually, you know, it's the path of recovery. It's the path of healing. It's the path of learning. It's the path of failure to get to success. Um, And so, you know, I had that. And then, of course, um, some of you might have, um, you know, caught on the news. You know, I have um, two great friends of mine. Um, we actually live in the small town together, but uh, they they had a great tragedy um, happen over Thanksgiving weekend. And so you might have caught on national news where down in Tonto Basin in Arizona, um, there were tragic, you know, this big army truck, you know, carrying quite a few people because they had to get from one side over to the other side. And the Tonto, you know, they, people cross this thing all of the time. It's always flooded, guys. There's no bridges. But people live on one side or they live on the other and they have to get supplies. I mean, they're always crossing. And so they're always putting up the warning signs like, hey, do not cross because it's dangerous. It's, you know, and we all, we had a big storm right before that and it had raised the waters up. And unbeknownst to them and this family, they crossed in this giant military truck. And I'm sure they they thought that they could go through because they were in a large truck and they thought they would be protected and there were um, several small children on board along with some adults and so you know they all decided together that they were going to cross and of course if you saw in the news that that did not work out well at all Um, the the adults a lot of the people they barely escaped with their lives I mean they they had to swim for their life literally Um, that you know that truck got swept down and unfortunately three of those young children um, were swept away and they were killed and they drowned and guys this is very emotional for me this is very hard for me to talk about only because I knew the families right I knew who these people were impacted and so the reason why I bring this up is because you know there's there's always choices that we can that we can make um and I hope that we choose to love first and we, and we choose understanding when tragic things like this happen. Um, and there were, there were a couple of things that didn't surprise me at all. And the first thing was that P- 
people were quick to love. They were quick to help. They were quick to serve. They were quick to, um, you know, is the Rawlings family, and you probably saw, you know, the search for Willa. I think they found her two weeks. You know, she got stuck in a dam, and they were able to identify her. And they found her actually on the day of her funeral. Her parents had her funeral, and they lost two kids, and the cousin was the other one where they had lost a little girl as well. So it was a huge tragedy. And, you know, I was serving the, you know, the sister or the aunt, two aunts actually, um, of the children that had passed away. And so seeing it from their perspective and hear it from them and, you know, they were basically passing on all the emotions and the feelings of what they were going through all with all of this and how it was just so devastating. However, along this journey that this family is going to have to walk, guess what they found? Um, you know, unsurprising, there were the internet trolls, the haters that were saying, you deserve this. Um, I can't believe you did that. Um, you, you deserve to go to jail. You deserve this and this and this. And how dare you? And you killed your kids. I'm like, I can't believe. Are you absolutely insane that you would judge somebody like that and tell a parent that they deserved for their kids to die? You're, that person's going to have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Isn't that enough punishment enough? Okay. So that was really traumatic. But more so, I think, was unsurprising was the, well, surprising and unsurprising and unsurprising, right? Was the crazy amount of support and outpouring of love that this family had received and continues to receive because we don't might not think about this, but once the tragedy is gone, you know, because it's been like a month and a half, you know, everybody moves on with their life except them. They, they don't move on. And so this was a quote um, that I found in Richard Paul Evans' book. He's, you know, talks about his road. He said, it's often during the worst of times that we see the best of humanity, awakening within the most ordinary of us that which is the most sublime. I do not believe that it is circumstance that produces such greatness any more than it is the canvas that makes the artist. Isn't that beautiful? Adversity merely presents the surface on which we render our soul's most exacting likeness. It is in the darkest, darkest skies that stars are best seen. And I will tell you what, that during this time, you know, they're not even my family, but I felt like I was connected to this. I was connected to the drama of it. I was connected to the, like, I cried so many tears and it still brings me to tears to think about it. Um, you know, with everything my friend was going through and everything that this family was going through with the loss of these three kids because I just could not wrap my mind around that and on how horrible it would be, but also being able to give and being able to serve and be able to emotionally give back to these people. And so I would say that sometimes, you know, our road is taken down, you know, our road follows another's path for a while. We need to walk hand in hand with each other. And... Anyway, so I just, I wanted to just impart with you, I want you to really in 2020, you know, I hope you feel like that you can blossom and bloom and really grow yourself, but really look at kind of the circumstances around you and ask, where can I go from this? What can I learn from this? What is the power in this experience? And so we really have to flip our mindset and thinking about what is possible right there. Um, and the other thing that I saw in here, I hope you guys don't mind. Um, 
that I wanted, and I'll, I'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but sometimes we can get our minds kind of, um, we can kind of get ourselves sucked in um, to the fears of things. And so I know I did. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'll have all of these things around me, all of these. And all of a sudden I started thinking, my business is, I'm like, I'm not doing those income generating activities right now. I'm really pouring back into myself, which I felt was necessary, you know, but these tragedies that happened had really kind of left me drained. And the other thing that, you know, I read in here really, again, really hit my heart because I, I think we have more power than, than we think. I think we're able to do more than we believe. Um, and he says that sometimes it's often a blessing to know our, to not know our limitations. It's the only way to accomplish the impossible. And so I know a lot of us were thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can overcome this. I don't know if I can get to the next step. Guys, our limitations, like I, I think they're way out farther than we could ever imagine. Like our potential is absolutely huge. And so whatever life throws at us, you know, I told, I got a little vulnerable here. And so I appreciate you guys hanging out with me while I told those two stories. But it kind of made me realize some things about myself, about my family, the things that really matter, about what kind of people exist, what kind of person do I want to be. Can I be more of a helper than a hinderer? Can I say those positive, loving words, helpful words that people really need instead of being the condemning voice that nobody needs, right? And so let's um, go ahead and head over to Spades and Salt, my Facebook um, group. Go ahead and find me there, like me there. And I want to hear kind of your story or your thoughts um, based on what we talked about today. So, and if you have anything else to add, I'd love to hear it. So anyway, we'll tune in soon and um, get you more good stuff. Talk to you later.